0: We have a pair of big ownership stories in the sports world, plus a check-in with the world of lacrosse. It is Tuesday, June 27th. I'm Doug Greenberg filling in for Owen Poindexter, and you're listening to Front Office Sports Today. How about this for a Monday? We've got two very fun ownership stories in the world of sports. Uh, you could call them very hip and happenin', um, and we'll start with everybody's favorite sports owner, Ryan Reynolds, who else, right? Reynolds is getting into the endeavor with his Rexham AFC partner, Rob McElhaney, as well as actor Michael B. Jordan, who, to my knowledge, hasn't really been involved with uh, sports ownership to this point, so really cool to see him getting involved. Plus, we have a couple of capital groups, uh, Redbird Capital and Otro Capital uh, providing a bunch of the money. Um, that group in total, uh, the five entities there, they are acquiring 24% of the Alpine F1 team and it was it will now value the team at $900 million. Looking at this, this is really just a pretty fantastic investment. Alpine has really been one of the uh, premier midfield teams, uh, you know, they're not a Red Bull, they're not a Mercedes, uh, they're not a Ferrari, but they've been one of the top, like one of the best of the rest. They were fourth last season, they were fifth this season in the constructor standings. Um, they've got a they've got a really great lineup of drivers right now, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Pierre Gasly and uh, Esteban Ocon, both French drivers for a French team, um, and they've both been up and coming. They've been placing in. Uh, doing well in races. Um, And if we're going to go really hard into opinion here, I'm a really big fan of the pink color scheme. But that is not the only ownership story that we are looking at today. Fenway Sports Group, they will be owning the second team that has been announced in TGL that's going to actually be representing the region of New England and Boston, my hometown. Very cool. And they are the second team announced after last week when the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, obviously, and Serena's husband, Alexis Ohanian, uh, were announced as the owners of the first team. Um, all of those parties, the Williams sisters, Alexis Ohanian, and Fenway Sports Group, were all initial investors in TGL, um, which, you know, this has really been part of a very, very concerted push uh, by the PGA Tour to make golf younger. It's going to be, I believe, on Monday nights. They are going to be doing this virtual golf league played on simulators. Uh, all the best golfers on Tour are going to come and play. But of course, we have the legal tests of the PGA Tour Live Golf merger sort of looming in the background. Our colleague, AJ Perez, did a great feature on it this weekend, talking about what the the next hurdles of this whole process are going to be. So check it out. Um, But for now, it's a very exciting time for golf as they look to make this whole endeavor a lot cooler. We have a really awesome interview coming up and it's actually very relevant uh, to some of the work that I've been doing recently, personally. This was an interview that was recorded by Owen. He talked to Mark Riccio, who is the head of USA Lacrosse. Lacrosse is making a push to get into the Olympics for 2028. But for now, we're going to throw it to our interview with Mark Riccio and we will have that up next. I'm
1: joined now by Mark Riccio, CEO of USA Lacrosse, which is the governing body of lacrosse in this country. Welcome, Mark.
2: Thank you. Appreciate uh, you taking a few uh, minutes to spend some time together and uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first, let's just get oriented. Um, What does a governing body do for a sport? What do you actually spend your time doing?
2: (laughs) So uh, as the governing body of the sport um, for lacrosse in the U.S. for both the men's and women's game, uh, we like to say we work at the base of the pyramid, the tip of the pyramid. So our mission, we're a mission-driven organization. Our mission is to fuel the growth, enrich the experience, feel the best national teams. And so those 11 words, those three mandates are the North Star. But the base of the pyramid really is around getting more kids, uh, playing the game, keeping sticks in their hands, having a great experience. And then the tip of the pyramid is our national teams. That's... You know the unique responsibility of a governing body to put national teams uh, that represent the united states into international competition and we have 12 different national team programs and so that's our responsibility
1: and i, I want to get to the youth part of that in a moment but for the the national team what kind of you know international community is there around lacrosse
2: the international community has grown a great deal over the last decade and so world lacrosse is our international federation world lacrosse is recognized by the ioc as that international federation for lacrosse and so they lead that international growth and there are over 85 nations close to 90 now that play lacrosse internationally and so everywhere from japan china hong kong um germany you know many teams throughout europe but also the african continent um uganda as a as example so african continent uh, for all sport for that matter is where a lot of growth lies and lacrosse is played there as well so uh, we're very fortunate that we've seen very good growth for both men's and women's on the international stage
1: Mm -hmm. and um i do get the sense that that lacrosse is growing in this country you know you still not Yeah, at least in terms of a media product, not as popular as basketball, football, baseball. Um, But in terms of participation and in terms of the professional end of it, um, we're we're hearing more about the cross.
2: We're very fortunate to ride that wave, meaning that you are hearing more because there are just more commercially savvy people involved in the game. And that's just the nature of any sport in how it must develop is that you certainly have to take care of your core and recognize what got you here but you also have to be able to speak to new audiences, be commercially viable, be relevant and evolve to new sport fan patterns and viewing patterns. And lacrosse is in the process of doing that. And you see that with the Premier League, which is the pro outdoor league, uh, which is seeing commercial success. You see it with the Athletics Unlimited, which is the outdoor women's league, which is also new, seeing commercial success. And then take it a step further, the National Lacrosse League, which is the uh, indoor league has been going for 25 plus years and they just, you know, finishing up their season and have seen great numbers in terms of attendance and viewership. Then you throw in some really good colleges at play and great college rivalries matter in sport. And you definitely have that in lacrosse for both men and women. So all of that leads to commercial viability, more visibility, more eyeballs, new audiences. Uh, and we're able to ride that wave as an entire sport.
1: And, this is random detail that I'm interested in, but what's the significance of the the indoor outdoor split? I mean, a lot of sports It just, you know, if if it's depending on the weather, you can play indoors, you can play outdoors. You have a dome or you have a whatever, like obviously hockey and basketball are indoor here. But yeah, why is why is it sometimes indoor, sometimes outdoor? And how does that affect the game?
2: So think of it in terms of sports and then disciplines of that sport. So downhill skiing has multiple disciplines. And mogul slalom giant slalom etc lacrosse has a couple of different disciplines one being box which is indoor uh, played in a hockey rink and then there's outdoor um, which is the traditional field games that you see for both men and women and then there's a newer discipline called sixes which is six on six which is the olympic international d- discipline as it relates to the Olympics, it's not total for all international play, but Olympic potential Olympic play. Um, And that is six on six. And so each of those has its place and it's just a different discipline of the sport. Lacrosse in Canada uh, is played uh, at the indoor level box, uh, pretty um, predominantly for lack of a better way of saying it, like that's their national sport. In fact, Wayne Gretzky was just on, um, you know, doing one of his uh, post-game shows or pre-game shows uh, for the NHL playoffs was talking about lacrosse and playing box lacrosse in Canada. So the discipline really started there. The Haudenosaunee, which is the Iroquois national team, or now the Haudenosaunee national team, Native Americans play box. They are phenomenal indoor players. It's not as prevalent as a discipline in the U.S. per se, but is growing very fast because the quality of play is really good. Uh, you've got to operate differently in tighter spaces smaller spaces so you get really good fast and then the outdoor game is what you know many see at the collegiate level youth level and that has its place as well and so those two seasons are an opposite size of the calendar which allows for full-time athletes which is where we do want to move as a, as a sport you do want your athletes making a living being a full-time athlete and we're moving in that direction. It certainly requires some calendar coordination because then you throw an international competition into that. Uh, You want to be mindful of the athlete load and the work that's being put on them, but all of it does lead to commercial viability and exposure for the sport as a whole. And, you know, we certainly like to think that rising tide will raise all boats.
1: You mentioned the Olympics a moment ago, Uh, so lacrosse is vying for inclusion, is my understanding. In the 2028 LA Olympics, Um, what what do we know there? What's the status?
2: Sure. So World Lacrosse, as the International Federation, is leading that charge. We are very fortunate. We're one of nine sports that is under consideration by LA 28 to go on to the local program as part of the LA 28 Olympics. They have the opportunity, the right, but not the obligation to add sports. Uh, we will have a pretty good idea by Q3 or Q4 of this year. They will make a recommendation to the IOC about what sports they might like to add to the program. And we are certainly hopeful that lacrosse, and it'll be the discipline of sixes, uh, we were certainly hopeful that we would be included in that.
1: One thing I find interesting about lacrosse and a few other sports like field hockey, track, you can sort of throw in soccer there too in the U.S. is there's are there sports that are are popular in uh, sort of junior high and high school as participation sports, um, but you know don't always have. Um, but you know, can those kids like name a professional lacrosse player or you know professional field hockey player? Um, maybe, maybe not. And so yeah, just talk talk to me a bit about how you're looking to grow the game and just how popular lacrosse is among among youth players.
2: You you raise some really good points that we see as part of our mandate is not just about promoting USA lacrosse as an organization, the value of membership. We've got four hundred and twenty thousand annual members and growing. Many of those are players, coaches, they're closely tied to the sport but how do we speak to new audiences? And I think this is part of where you see lacrosse as a growth opportunity, is that lacrosse is sanctioned in 26 high school states. That means there's a whole bunch of other states where it's actually technically not even a sanctioned high school sport. That means nothing but upside in terms of growth potential, whereas a lot of other sports are pretty much at maturation stage. They can grow incrementally, but can they really grow exponentially? And we think lacrosse can grow exponentially because of that, opportunity to speak to new audiences. But you raise a good point in terms of visibility. That's we think Olympics matters Uh, in terms of that. We think the pro leagues in terms of their viability and exposure on ESPN and other media entities for both the men and women matter a great deal. And what you want to be able to do is promote your athletes, not as great lacrosse players, but as great athletes. And they start to transcend just being popular or known in their sport to rather being known as a great athlete, you know, look at Serena Williams is a, a really good example of now, of course, she's an outlier, but you know, she was a great women's tennis player. Good well, thing. no, she's a great tennis player. No, no, she's a great athlete. And that's what we really need in lacrosse. And you start to see that, uh, with some of our athletes, Charlotte North, um, which is a really dynamic women's player. And, and I've said this to to her and her, her family and her representatives, if you will, like, Promoting her not just as a great lacrosse player, but as a great athlete, is really important to our sport because it brings those athletes to new audiences. And then, therefore, our game rides rides along with it.
1: And just to wrap us up here, if someone's listening to this conversation and, you know, looking for a reason to maybe check out a lacrosse game or even, like, you know, think about uh, picking up a stick and playing, uh, why should should our, our folks here get interested in lacrosse?
2: uh for those that know us and know the sport well um i'd encourage you go to usalacrosse.com a lot of great resources there that can direct you to leagues teams it could give you a lot of great information around how to be a better player how to be a better coach official Uh, but also where to access information we've got a lot of great content we do have a lot of media um, elements as part of what we offer under usa lax magazine and we do, I think, a pretty good job of entertaining, informing, um, and educating people around the game. So I would guess say go to Uh Lots of resources there. And if you're new to the sport, think of it as basketball. It's a lot like hoops uh, in terms of the movement of the game, how fast-paced the game is, the athleticism of the game for both the men and the women. But it's got a little physicality to it uh, that people also are, are attracted to uh, in terms of the style of play. So certainly lacrosse.com can, can get you on your way.
1: All right. Very cool. Mark Riccio, thanks so much for joining us on the show.
2: All right. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me.
0: All right. Thank you again to Mark Riccio. That was an awesome interview. Um, And that's all the time we have for today's podcast. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, But thank you for listening and we will see you again next time.